the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we say every week we see the need for people to fulfill the obligations of that most important political office to keep America as a free country. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, radio host on this show, on the Jen and Don show, her daily on this station, and sometimes on the, the Morning Answer. It is a great pleasure once again to be with you on this Saturday, uh, the Saturday following a another event-filled week. It really seems that you can write a book. You could literally write a book every week about what's unfolding in our country. These are not insignificant times at all, and everything is turned into something of significance in today's highly politicized environment. I mean, you know, obviously we're on the eve of the these horrible shootings, mass shootings that occurred, and once again we're reexamining everything. I say we in the collective, reexamining everything from, you know, gun rights to uh, you know, white supremacist you know, ideology whom the media just jumped out and said that this is the fault of white supremacism and laid it at the feet of Donald Trump all the way from the sublime to the ridiculous, the ridiculous being an FBI agent on MSNBC that decided to use the date that the president said flags would hang at half mast until eight, eight as an indication of the ignorance by this administration or the complicity, he even left that door open, with white supremacism because in if you're a white supremacist, 8-8 somehow translates into Heil Hitler because 8 is the eighth letter of the alphabet. That would be H. And when you have two H's together, that can only mean Heil Hitler to a white supremacist. So... The, the the media is and and this FBI guy, they're digging deep in order to try to link Donald Trump to white supremacism, and I have a feeling the brand new Russia, Greg, is white supremacist. That's going to be the term that's going to fill our airwaves from now, probably into the foreseeable future until the Democrats. Uh, fail at labeling Donald Trump as a white supremacist, as I think they will, and go on to another label or another uh, issue that somehow they think will uh, be the magic bullet that will end the Trump presidency. Anything and everything. And now, I, we should admit that we are recording this show on 8-8, August 8. So I guess we are we are also... Sending a subliminal signal to all of those white supremacists out there because we're recording our show also on 8-8. In fact, I, th I just think we, we just need to abolish August 8 from the calendar. 
Just go from August 7 to August 9. Anything anything else sh- shows support for white supremacy, don't you think? Kind of like they used to do with the 13th floor on, on uh, exactly. tall buildings. Once, exactly. Once building structures went above 13, you weren't allowed to have a 13th floor. You had to skip right to the 14th. <laughs> but And then there, then there was, I think it was Michelle Wallace on PMSNBC who accused the, pre- so the president was planning to exterminate Latinos. And she got a half, a half, you know what, apology from that. You know, any, any, you know, Don, haven't you erroneously accused somebody of wanting to commit genocide? You know, it doesn't it, happen. It, doesn't it just happen all the time? It, it does. It just slips out uh, all the time. I can't control it. It's uh, always on the tip of my tongue that someone is guilty of some form of white supremacism. This is this is this is how. Trump derangement syndrome really is a mental condition because it's affecting as if common sense were weren't so common anymore. It's actually pretty uncommon when it comes to the left. See, now there may be Trump deranged leftists out there, and I'm sure that there are. But this but what's going on is not crazy. It's not insane. It is deliberate. The Democrat Party and the mainstream media. But then I repeat myself. Use the principle stated by Lenin, Hitler, Goebbels that a lie repeated often enough will begin to be believed. And they also use the principle, apply the principle stated by Hitler that the victor will never be asked if he told the truth. So what we see here is they repeat, and they're good at this, they all in unison repeat the lie of the day. The, the Democrat politicians and the Democrats in the mainstream media. So, for examples, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. The Trump-Russia collusion, the Benghazi terrorist attack was caused by a spontaneous demonstration over an Internet video, the global warming scam, Donald Trump and his supporters are racist. Donald Trump said the neo-Nazis in Charlottesville were fine people, even though the record clearly shows that is a lie. That America and Americans are innately racist and guilty of white supremacy. That uh, Donald Trump put illegal aliens in concentration camps and put the illegal alien children in cages in the concentration camps. Well, and right now you've got Sheila Jackson Lee who's comparing ICE to the Gestapo. Yes. They repeat, to the Gestapo. Okay, they repeat their lies over and over again, and some people will begin to believe it. And you look at the polling data, for example, on Trump-Russia collusion. There are substantial numbers of people that believe that happened because the lie was repeated over and over and over again. 8% of the people believe Elvis Presley is still alive. So, Isn't he? Well, Greg, I hate to break it to you, but yeah, Elvis Presley is no longer sad as it is. The impersonators that you've seen that you thought were Elvis are not. I, 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 I just saw Elvis on, on, on CNN last night saying he has proof of Trump-Russia collusion. It's about right. Yeah, I mean, when you have, when you have an, a, a citizenry that actually believes that Elvis, you know, 8% of the people believe Elvis is still alive. And so, okay, so maybe it's not eight, maybe it's five. The fact that it's even five or four or even 3% suggests to you that there's a, that there's a, a, a significant enough number of people out there who will see a headline 
or see the byline, which is the line right after the headline, and go no further. Or we'll get their news from, God forbid, the late night comedians that stalk the airwaves in the form of what's supposed to be comedy is no longer comedy. It's turned into uh, the liberal left's news hour because every monologue has to do with bashing Trump. This is where they are getting their news. And when you are raised in government schools and you're not taught critical thinking, you have no ability, you, you lose the ability to separate fact from fiction, or at least the desire to try to find out what the real truth is. Dennis Prager published a video uh, earlier this week uh, actually showing how the Charlottesville lie, the lie that Donald Trump aligned himself with white supremacists at that event uh, and debunking it yet again. This this lie, then the old saying, you had a couple of great old sayings. The other old saying is, is that a lie makes its world way around the, the world by the time the truth has a chance to get up out of bed and put its pants on. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect. Right. It's true. People, you know, would sooner believe a conspiracy theory that appeals to their worldview than they would to dig into it and determine, oh, wait, these two shooters weren't white supremacists. Neither one was a white supremacist. In reality, one, in fact, was a uh, Antifa supporting solidifying. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren supporting. Yes. And, and, and I remember the day of the shooting, the media jumped out in front of the story saying a white supremacist. In fact, and the tw- Twitter was alive with the hashtag of, you know, white supremacist Trump. Um, they linked him immediately to that. To, to the I mean, it's, an, it's evil and dangerous to the country, but uh, you have to, uh, in a sense, uh, admire the way the Democrats in the media and the politicians do this. They're, versus the Republicans who can't get together to tell the truth. They can lie immediately. They can lie in unison to advance their political cause. And it's, it's, it's dangerous. It is dangerous to the country. It is dangerous. And when Democrats don't have an answer, like in the case of Baltimore, to answer for their policies that have have taken the city that I grew up in down a dark path of homelessness, of rat infested neighborhoods that are filled with trash, becoming the murder capital almost of the world. Second only to what Guatemala, Guatemala or if Honduras. If a country, it would have the fourth highest murder rate. There you go. In the world, education. You got you got six or seven schools that don't have a single student that is tracking with uh, grade appropriate results in math or English, and most of the school district in Baltimore is not producing individuals that are testing at levels of competence according to where they should be at their grade levels. And the Democrat Party is just fine with that. And they have the highest cost per student in education in the nation, or nearly the highest cost. And yet it was Donald Trump who blew apart the lie of Baltimore and the lie. And it's interesting. Every time, we'll end on this note for this segment, but every time the Democrats are down in an argument, they turn to racism. And that's exactly what they're doing right now with Donald Trump. They're turning to racism and white nationalism and white supremacy because ultimately 
there is no there is no special counsel for determining whether someone is a white supremacist or not. There's no investigation. There's no uh, uh, red line in the sand over which you cross uh, in order to be a white supremacist. It's a lie. It's a label and labels stick. They know that. And that's exactly what they're doing to Donald Trump right now, because it's their one of their last gasps. We'll see if there's another one, but it's it's the gasp that comes after the failed Russian investigation that could not prove that Donald Trump had conspired with Russia to win the election. We'll leave it there, and we'll hear from Ed Hoffman, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, the answer. We are witnesses to the most ruthless attack on a president and the people who voted for him and the free system that allowed it to happen in American history. From the highest levels of government to their media, universities and billionaires, their hateful defiance of his legitimacy is an insult to each of us. But the ultimate insult is that they think we're so stupid that we'll let them get away with it. These saboteurs slashing away with their leaks and sneers, their phony accusations and gagging sanctimony drive their daggers through the heart of our future, poisoning our belief that honest custody of our institutions will ever again be possible, so they can then build their utopia from the ashes of what they burned down. No, their fate will be failure, and they will perish in the political flames of their own fires. We are the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. That is NRA spokesman Dana Loesch from two years ago. How amazing, as we were saying during the break, Greg, this video has aged well. It, 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 I, mean, I, I saw it, and uh, I came across it by accident, and I, I, this applies to me. I thought it was, she just did this today because it applies 100% now into what's happening in the country. And you see this, whether it's uh, Joaquin Castro. I think he's Fidel's nephew, isn't he? No. <laughs> at, least, at, least, at least ideologically he is. Well, you know, we've got to be careful here because um, I know our listeners are astute, but, one, but, but that is almost close enough to believe. So I wouldn't uh, forget, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't criticize anybody for biting on that one. But, uh, but the two Castros, by the way, 
uh, are twin brothers, which is interesting. Uh, one of whom sports a beard and the other doesn't. I think that's so that we can tell them apart. Left but and lefter. Left and lefter. But you know, you you, you talk about civil war. Um, we have been in a civil culture war for decades. We didn't know it. The left knew it. They were they were they were implementing their strategies to take down Western civilization, aka America, starting as long ago. Some people say is a hundred years ago when uh, Dewey, who introduced the Dewey Decimal System, was a committed progressive leftist. Um, you know, some of his remarks, an early president, uh, all the way up to. Even in the 60s, you know, you had these radicals that were that were a part of the uh, free love movement of the 60s who are now professors in colleges. And in fact, some of them at the time were terrorists like Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, somehow have emerged from, you know, being felons to now somehow highly regarded professors continuing to talk their same trope. Who launched the career of Barack Hussein Obama in a fundraiser in their home or apartment? Exactly right. Not surprisingly. So, which, which, and I just for example, for examples, um, Joaquin Castro releases a, a publicizes a list of Donald Trump supporters that actually included two of his own. Yes, he didn't realize that at the time he was doxing them. But go ahead. So, not so not only are they now have to fear violence, but. Economic retaliation. You know, they listed their employers or their businesses. That's a that's a. So the 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 message is to anyone thinking about contributing to Donald Trump is yeah, that that's a nice job or that's a nice business you got there. You wouldn't want anything to happen to it. Then you see the mob of of leftists, probably a lot of them are registered Democrats, including one Democrat presidential com, um, uh, candidate, outside. Mitch McConnell's home. He's the Senate Majority Leader. And they're, they're not just protesting. They're not just being obnoxious. They're not just trying to harass him. They're saying things, his nickname is Turtle. Murder, Turtle, Murder, Turtle. And one of them, and one of them says, stab the mother, you know what. And of course, now they, they, they just threatened a federal official. Were any of them arrested? Are any of them being prosecuted? Of course not. So now you have to worry about what happens when they actually try to do those things, not just threaten and intimidate you. And then are you thinking about running for office? Are you a conservative? Are you a Republican? Are you thinking about running for office, knowing that that's what you're knowing that that's what's going to happen to you or that you're going to support someone running for office. So it, it is. A, and then to make it even to, then to top that off, when Mitch McConnell tweets the video of those threats, Twitter suspends his account. But let's the trend of well, it was something about killing killing McConnell. I forget exactly what the, the hashtag right, right, was. Right, right, right. that let that that's that's fine. And videos of the people who Making were the there, who did who were standing outside of his uh, house. Let's their videos them filming their own activities stand on Twitter. You can't, first of all, you can't make this stuff up. It's actually unfolding. Um, in your wildest dreams, a parody account, a parody uh, newspaper or online site like the Babylon Bee, this sounds like it would be something that would have been produced by the satire site Babylon Bee. 
that you have protesters outside of Mitch McConnell's house filming their protests. Mitch McConnell tapes it from inside, and he gets banned on Twitter. That is material that should only appear on a satire site, and yet that is real life. That actually happened. And now, of course, people are protesting Twitter until they reinstate Mitch McConnell's account. But this is this is the insanity that it's we are— It's not insanity. Well, okay— I, it's concerted. It's evil, and this and this is and this is leading. And coupled with another thing that they're doing is is their identity politics of dividing Americans along racial lines or along based on their characteristic of their Democrat assigned identity group, and that in, in a multi in a multi racial multi ethnic nation that is a that is a prescription for civil war. And what's going to happen, and part of what's going to happen is that when you hype racial division, when you, when you say that the color of your skin or your identity group is the most important thing about you, not who you are, not your, not your moral character, as Martin Luther King talked about and wanted his children to be judged by, but whether you're gay or whether you're Latino or whether you're black or, whether what, or, or some combination of those things, and we have a pecking order, which they do, called, it's called intersectionality. This is what's taught to your children in universities and the government-run schools, is there's a pecking order of victims. And those at the top have the most preference, have the most privilege in their world. And, of course, white people, white men, are at the absolute bottom. So when you start hyping this, what are, what are some white people going to do? They're going to start thinking, oh, yeah, race really is important. The color, of, the color of my skin really is important. Instead of just the opposite of, no, the color of your skin is not important and should not, you should not be judged on the color of your skin. You should be judged on your character and what you do. Well, that hasn't, hap- that hasn't been happening for a long time. And the decline of cities like Baltimore are uh, testament to exactly what you're saying. Two years ago, Daniel Greenfield, who's the Shulman journalist fellow at the Freedom Center, he writes for Front Page Magazine, published an article entitled, The Civil War is Here. The left doesn't want to secede. They want to rule. And he begins by saying, a civil war has begun. The civil war, this civil war is very different than the last one. There's no cannons or cavalry charges. The left doesn't want to secede. It wants to rule. Political conflicts become civil wars when one side refuses to accept the existing authority. The left has rejected all forms of authority that it doesn't control. The left has rejected the outcome of the last two presidential elections won by Republicans. It has rejected the judicial authority of the Supreme Court when its decisions don't accord with its agenda. It rejects the legislative authority of Congress when it is not dominated by the left. It rejected the Constitution so long ago that it hardly bears mentioning. It was for total unilateral executive authority under Obama. And now it's for states unilaterally deciding what laws they will follow. The rules change based on who's in charge. And right now, the left has uh, carved out a whole brand new set of rules uh, that they are engaged in fighting with. And fortunately, Donald Trump, has figured out a few of those rules, and he's been using it against the left. He has, and that's why they hate him. 
as our friend Evan Sayet says, that in this so far mostly non-shooting civil war, Donald Trump is the first wartime president on America and Americans' side ever. And that's why they hate him so much. We will be back with more here on the United Eye Radio Show as we continue. I just want to remind folks that you can find all of our podcasts on the am590.info website. So if you miss hearing our broadcast live at 4 o'clock on Saturdays and then other times throughout the weekend, you can go to am590.info and grab the podcasts. And more importantly, you can share them. You can share them on Facebook. You can share them on Twitter. You can share them on Instagram. I think you can share them on Instagram. But at any rate, you can socially share our podcast so that others can hear uh, the show and learn and uh, become active in it here in the Inland Empire and who knows, maybe regions beyond. We'll be back after the break. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. The National Conversation of Gun Control has been triggered once again, pardon me for the close association there, by these horrid mass shootings that unfolded in starting in Gilroy with the Gilroy Garlic Festival, then in El Paso, then in Dayton, Ohio. And Greg, I honestly think that those conversations should have started, I don't know, like years ago when the results of what happens every weekend in Chicago get considered. The reality is there is an El Paso, there's a Dayton, there's a Gilroy every weekend in Chicago. And the media will ignore that because it doesn't suit the narrative. The narrative that the left wants, they do want to take our guns. There's no doubt about that. All you got to do is listen to the direction that this goes. And now we're talking about red flag laws, red flag laws that would attempt to indicate whether somebody is potentially uh, going operational soon after they purchase a gun. But interestingly enough, the mother of the El Paso shooting suspect says she contacted police weeks before her son carried out this act of terror at the Walmart that has now left 22 people dead and over two dozen injured. As more information has come out about both of these shooters, one in El Paso and one in Dayton, the reports of potential red flags have emerged. Now, the self-described leftist Dayton shooter posted pro-Antifa, anti-police messages on social media, kept a hit list and a rape list, rape list that once he once showed to uh, his classmates. 
and had a glaring obsession with death and violence as evidenced in his participation in a what's called a porno grind band that sang about raping and killing women. Red flag laws, Greg. Sounds good on the surface. Will it help? Highly questionable. And also what, what, what it involves is getting an order and the police seizing the guns from someone who has committed no crime. Based on, and not even, I may not have been, not have been diagnosed with any mental illness. It's just based on subject, and not even necessarily have done something, anything objective. So, like this person, this Dayton murderer, who has a hit list of people that he wants to murder, has a rape list of people he wants to rape. So he actually has made threats. That's different than a with some of these red flag laws allow you to seize your guns, not for making a threat, but because on, on so, someone has a subjective feeling that you might be dangerous. And the ability to predict who is going to be dangerous, who's going to commit a crime, who's going to commit a murder is... It's not there. I mean, there's your little, your even professional psychologists and psychiatrists can't do much better, if at all, than just random chance. So there's great potential for a very, very slippery slope from this. Well, you know, you you post against illegal immigration. You say the illegal immigrants are harming our country. You're saying well, our country's being invaded. Well, obviously, then you must be. You must. You're dangerous. You can't be allowed to have a gun. And it's also something that what the, what, the, what the Obama regime tried to do is if you had somebody, uh, you, you were elderly or disabled or you, you, you had your family member handling your VA benefits or your Social Security benefits, this was taken as an admission as that you're, you can't own a gun, you're too, that, you, that you're not mentally capable of owning a gun. Right. So that's where this is going. And there's really no, there's really no evidence that I'm aware of that... This is helping anything. This is helping anything. California has a red flag law. Detroit didn't stop the uh, the Gilroy murders. Well, I'm with you. My concern is that with any tool that the government has, you know, it, it, this this really strikes at the at the heart of what is America. America is a, is a governmental experiment, and it puts into the hands of individuals the reins of government slowly but surely over the last two hundred and. Uh, 40 years, 40 odd years, those reins have been transferred to uh, what we can describe now as the elitists, mostly on the left. The reins are being controlled by everything from uh, corporate leftist elitists. I mean, look at the ads that Gillette is putting out. Look at the ads that corporations are putting out that have nothing to do really with their product, but are making social statements about a variety of different issues. So corporations have gone from, you know, trying to make a profit and putting out a good product to now political activism. They are they are corporations that are political activists. We know our institutions were turned the reins of our institutions were turned over to the leftists decades ago. And we've seen in the hands of a government, the Obama administration, how he weaponized branches of our government that are there to serve a purpose, tax collection, the IRS. Yeah, we need a we need a branch of government there to process tax returns and to oversee that uh, the, the, the process and when people break the law to you know go after them. But when you use the IRS and the FBI and the Department of uh, uh, the uh, 
what's the department for alcohol, drugs, and tobacco? Uh, what, what's the what are the initials? ATF, the party department. Yes, the ATF, <laughs> who all mm-hmm. descended on in 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 one example, uh, someone that started a nonprofit that was about election integrity, and also was starting a Tea Party. And they unleashed the weight of government on this individual because, you know, she they she, they regarded her as an enemy of the state. All the way up to unleashing the FBI on Donald Trump using using what is one of the more powerful law enforcement agencies in this country to take down, literally take down a candidate. You know, what's the difference between Hillary Clinton and Vladimir Putin? Uh, what is the difference? Vladimir Putin can win a rigged election. Hillary could not. That election was rigged in Hillary Clinton's favor, no doubt about it. So when you talk about red flag laws in the hands of a government that has displayed the ability to abuse the powers of the, the levers of government, you know, when when the left has political control of California and uses it to pass laws that 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 legalize ballot harvesting which is illegal in a lot of states and they use it for their political advantage now these are tools that would be available to the republican party if the republican party was on its game but we know they're not when you have the these these branches of government that are uh leveraged for a political agenda and not used for their intended purpose, red flag laws concern me because the next step is, you know what? Those pesky conservatives, we're just going to use those red flag laws to find something on their social media accounts that just like Twitter decided, oh, we're going to ban Mitch McConnell from Twitter. You could have a branch of government that would abuse, and I think that what we've proven now over time is that governments are abusing their authority. This is the concern I have of giving them any more power than they already have. That's well taken. The, there's another aspect of this, and actually, let's take a break here, and there's another aspect of these shootings in the aftermath that I want to discuss after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. There's an aspect to following the mass murders. There's always the attempt by the Democrat Party and the mainstream media to blame Republicans for them. And assign political blame to that. And uh, now, to the extent that there is any blame to be assigned beyond the murderers themselves, it's on the Democrat Party for their racially divisive politics and undermining the teaching of right and wrong and religion in the country. After the Sandy Hook murders, 
uh, Dennis Prager wrote a column called Conscience Not Guns. And this also this one also aged well. And he wrote, My stepson is autistic and not capable of attending regular school, much less honors classes or driving a car, things that the Sandy Hook murderer did fully normally. But my stepson is keenly aware of right and wrong and believes that God punishes people who commit evil. So if the murderers in Dayton and Gilroy and El Paso believed that God punishes people who commit evil, is it more likely, less likely, or equally likely they would have committed their crimes? If those murderers regularly attended church, is it more likely, less likely, or equally likely they would have committed their crimes? If every day they were they attended a government-run school, they had begun the day with a prayer, is it more likely, is it less likely, or equally likely that they would have committed their crimes? And what we and the, the rush is well gun control, always on the left, take away our rights to own guns and exploit the exploit the tragedy. There's always some talk about mental illness and the eff- efficacy of as we talked about in the last segment, the, the efficacy of the government trying to figure out who is mentally ill and who's dangerous is not there, even if, it's, even if it's not a biased effort by the government. And, of course, it would be a politically biased effort by the government to take away people's rights to own guns. But there's no, I have not heard any discussion in the aftermath of these uh, terrible mass murders or the ongoing mass murders of Baltimore and Chicago and St. Louis and other Democrat-controlled, highly gun-controlled cities. To what about right and wrong? Why are, why are these people coming to the point where they're willing to go commit mass murder for whatever their perceived twisted aim is? Though In El Paso, this guy wanted to get his social welfare state benefits, and he thought that illegal aliens would hinder his ability to get his welfare state benefits, or the, the leftist, ardent leftist of, of Dayton, Ohio. Whatever their motive is, there was a time when it, that, that this happens, maybe happened, but it happened so less frequently because people had a, a grounding and a sense of right and wrong, and they believed that there's a God and that God punishes people who do evil. And then part of what the left is doing, part of what the Democrat Party is doing, is taking that away and replacing it with feel-good moral relativism. I agree in the short term with exactly what you're saying. When you pull back the vantage point and look throughout history, let's take the 10,000-foot view just to start with. When you look back through human history, the depravity of the way that man treats man throughout history is absolutely abhorrent that we would enslave other human beings, that we would um, do the kinds of things that we have done to other cultures, competing cultures uh, in warfare, uh, in the quest to conquer territory and landmass throughout history. And this is even shown through through across cultures that had nothing to do with each other. When you look at the history of the American Indian, they did the same thing. They warred against each other. They would take each other's tribes into into custody and enslave them. 
So this is this is this is a defect within man. So if you take the biblical view, this is part of you know what we're saddled with now, uh, called the original sin. This is the way we we are. There are times in our history where religion was used uh, to do the very things you're talking about, to rule man in ways that religion was never done, the Spanish Inquisition. I mean, we could go through dozens and dozens of examples of where religion was taken out of context for its original purpose and used to lord over and power over other human beings in ways that it was never intended, especially the Christian religion as preached by uh, Jesus Christ. You bring it back to today, and I completely agree with you. I don't know if these individuals would be more the same or less likely to have committed their crimes, but I do believe that in general, society would have produced less of them that would have, have produced individuals that were more empathetic to what, what, what's the reason you and I don't do it? I mean, wh- why we have access to guns. We get angry. Um, why, why do we not do it? Is it, is it the fact that we don't have the degree of mental illness that these individuals had? Um, some of them, some, some of these people are not regarded as being mentally ill, but just snapped. Just, this is, this is the way they express themselves. But when people snap, people, there were reason to snap earlier. Maybe even more reason to snap earlier when in time when times are much harder right. than they are, than they are now. Oh, I agree. But but you didn't see this. I mean, there's always been evil. There's oh, always th- been crime. Th- there's think- always been crime. But you you just didn't see fifty years ago. Well, maybe that's the operative word. You didn't see it because there weren't TV cameras and recording devices well, with which to view it. Okay, but th- there was still there was still news. So it was happening. I don't know. It was still, there, still, the, there would have been there would have been news about. Look at the gang go- warfare that happened during Prohibition, the St. Valentine's Day massacre. You had people gunning each other down this down in the street over alcohol, right? By and territory. By, by and large, there were one gang of criminals was shooting yeah. the other gang of criminals, right. and vice versa. Which is but, not to but excuse let, that, but that's but that's a, that's a different phenomenon than people growing but, up and saying. And with no sense of right and wrong, no sense of mor- no sense of morality. That okay, I'm mad. I'm going to go go start shooting. I agree, but you layer on to what you're saying a, a whole new uh, aspect to what is what is moving in our culture now. You add in video games. You add in a mind that sits there for 10 hours bathed in the ritual execution of other human beings. And does that tend to desensitize an individual to the, the, the impact of a bullet on their lives, both in terms of wounding them or killing them? Does a movie like The Hunt, which was just getting ready to come out, and it's still, uh, based on what I've read, I, it's not determined as to whether or not it's going to come out. I know there's a lot of pressure to, especially in light of the recent circumstances, to do it. But that movie has overtones of liberal elites versus deplorables, and it's the deplorables that are getting hunted. Right, by, by, the, by the liberal elites who have, who have their guns, and of course the victims of their hunt don't have guns. So... You know, and that's a very graphic movie. And and Hollywood is capable now with com- computer-aided graphics to take, you know, graphic, uh, you know, aspects of human uh, suffering to to new levels. So in, a, in an era where you have God taken out of schools, faith-based morality is, has been withdrawn from the public square. 
you add in layers and layers of cultural overtones, everything from rap music, the the misogyny in rap music and the glorification of gang violence in rap music to video games, to God coming out of school, to I mean, we could we could list these things ad infinitum when you layer those things on top of what you're saying. I think you've got a you've got a recipe for disaster. You have a perfect storm for people to go out like like the person in El Paso and and uh, almost said Detroit. I've always been skeptical of this to go operational. And it's been even before the even before really the internet. There was the violent movies, violent TV shows were were causing this, and I've always been skeptical of that because. Most people, if you have a grounding in right and wrong and morality, then a violent TV show or a violent movie isn't going to affect you. Same with a violent with with, with a violent video game. Uh, Japan, which has a very low agree with you crime, on that, has a very low crime rate, has very violent movies and has for and has for a long time. But be, but because of the culture, because of that, the, there's a they've, people are a sense of right or wrong, honor, right, family, right? Right. I think you're on to a point is. And it may not so much be the, 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 the violence itself in the video game, but the isolation. That aside from you don't, you don't have church, you don't have family, you don't have friends. You're in your own little bubble on the, on the internet, and you don't have those connections to other people. That if, that if you were that if you were talking about if you if you had a set of normal friends you had a set of normal you had normal relationship with other people you would as you started to talk about some of these ideas you you know that you would they would you know there would be an anchoring there would be a mooring that that you don't have right if if you're if you're spending ten hours twelve hours a day in in in, in a little bubble someplace on the on the internet I, I think I think that probably is a factor as well as undermining the sense of right I, and wrong. I could extrapolate that to say that social media itself isolates people. So now you have individuals that can sit in their room, not interact with humans, but interact with their you know two hundred forty character statements. And it removes the the human connection of that. And then, of course, you can take all that stuff out of context. And you end up with exactly what happened when an anti-Trump mob surrounded a woman with a mega hat, called her a terrorist. This is exactly what the media on the left is trying to accomplish right now in the current environment. Mm. They are using these events, leveraging them so that the Trump support. It's not just Trump anymore. Remember, it's 60 million people that voted for Trump. So by definition, when they call Trump a white supremacist, when they call Trump a white nationalist, when they hit, call him a racist, they're not just calling him a racist. Oh, absolutely. They're calling 60 million people a part of this country that supports him. They're calling them racists, too. White supremacists. Deplorables. White, deplorables. They're calling them terrorists as well so it's so it's having its intended effect the effect is you got an anti-trump mob who surrounds this woman wearing a mega hat and it was interesting because i went to the beach and annette was wearing a donald trump the presidential hat which is non you know it has the president's signature on them they made them for you know barack obama they made them for george bush it says trump on the it's the presidential seal on it the side eye that she got and i was watching was kind of an experiment the side eye that she got was noticeable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not, the, 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 the propaganda, the lies that we talked about in the first half are are teaching this hatred. Are teach are te- that, 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 that 
Donald Trump and his supporters are evil, and this is this is going to lead to or may lead to to a shooting civil war uh, from the Alex from the current non-shooting civil war. George Washington said that of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. John Adams said that our Constitution is for a religious and moral people and it's unsuitable for the governance of any other. So I I come back, it is that the deliberate undermining by the Democrat Party and the left, but then I repeat myself, of religion, of, of any objective sense of right and wrong, as opposed to, for them, harassing, threatening, or even attacking a Donald Trump supporter is, under their situational ethics, perfectly appropriate because this person is an evil person. This person is a white nationalist. Whether or not they're the white or not, I saw this video from El Paso, is the, 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 the women were Latino and black and, they, and, and had to be escorted off from the scene by police because the, the mob was threatening them. But that, but, that is some, but, but that is one of the great things about America is no matter what your race, no matter what your ethnicity, you can also aspire to be called a white nationalist. <laughs> yes, even, even when you're not white. Yes. You can be a racist even when you're not white. As much as the, right, like, the left likes to say that racism is embedded inside of Caucasians, white, white individuals, um, it doesn't matter. When there's a narrative to be sown, doesn't matter what your race is, doesn't matter what your heritage is, as long as you're aligning yourself with Donald Trump, you're a white nationalist, even if you're not white. My final thought is this, that if the Democrat Party gains power, and we see what, we see what they're like every day in the news, we will never get the power, our freedom, or our country back. This election is existential for America and all freedom-loving, America-loving Americans. We better treat it as such. That's all the time we have this week. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 